All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing is nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth-building market insights. Hi, I'm Matt Schreiber, and this is Bull Bear Radio. Hey, it's season three, episode number two. Is the Dividend Doctor in the house? Dividend Doctor's in the house. All right, we got Don Schreiber. As usual, we're we're both well caffeinated. We're here to talk to you a little bit about the markets today, man. It's it's been a wild ride so far this year. We're up, we're down, we're up again. We're we're up, we're down. I mean, I'm getting a little bit confused. What's going on here? But hopefully, we can uh, we can you know bring a little shed a little light on this. But dude, where's my bull market, man? Like, dude, where's my bull market? Your bull market evaporated along with the uh, extreme optimism we used to have, Dude. and it's now a more balanced outlook. I mean, investors seem to be balanced looking for outlook. Yeah, investors mm. seem to be looking for the bad news underneath the good news. They're not willing to accept the good news anymore. They're going to look for the bad news. You know, markets were going up when there was no good news. There was only bad news. Slow growth in the economy. You know, zero uh, percent interest rates. Quantitative easing, seven straight quarters of, of, of fundamentals going in the tubes. Market still yeah, goes we had up. Earnings falling and revenue falling. Market goes higher. Now we have one of the best earning and revenue growth trends in modern times. But dude, and, dude, and, where's, and the market's going lower. But dude, where's my bull market? Dude. Come on, man. What did you do with my bull market, man? You better go out and look for it because we can't find it either. Dude, I I mean, we were talking last week about the negative headlines. I mean, this week, the negative headlines have, like, ceased to exist. China's like, hey, let's let's get together. Let's make a deal. The Europeans are like, dude, hey, we'll, we'll, dude, where's my car? They'll, They'll take an American car. They're talking about, you know. Uh, lowering tariffs on American cars and industrial machinery and stuff like that. I mean, the, people want to like g- get something going here from an economic perspective. It's getting interesting. Shouldn't this be beneficial? Shouldn't the market be rising off this great news? Dude, well, where's, trade, where's my bull market? I think, I think the trade talks are probably uh, moving along at pace. You know, they've scared the uh, investors in the markets around the world. Everybody who has to give a little doesn't like it. But, you know, um, I think we're going to end up at the end of the day with everybody doing pretty well off of, you know, the trade discussions that we're going to have bilateral or, you know, big uh, NAFTA type uh, Sounds trade like deals. It. I mean, you know, the markets, though, they're flat for the year now. The PE multiples around 25 on the Dow and the S&P. Where, where do people go for some value around here right now? Plenty of value in the markets, man. All you got to do is look away from the tech sector. Look away from the tech sector, and you can find plenty of value in the marketplace. Yeah, you know. So look, let's talk. Look earnings. at those dividend paying stocks. Yo, yo, well, dividend I, 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 yo, dividend doctor, calm down a second. We're going to talk plenty about dividends in a second. First, let's talk about earnings. Shall I say, earnings have been somewhat blockbuster so far this earnings season, but again, 
it, what's going on? The market's not going up. Morgan Stanley reported record profits, record profits in revenue in Q1, $2.6 billion in profit and $11.1 billion in revenue. I mean, it's nuts. The, the combined profits of the six largest banks in the United States rose 24%, Don. Like what? Dude, why, don't, minute, why minute, isn't the bull market did raging? You say, did you say the big banks have had earnings increases of 24%? Yeah, and, and revenue rose 18% this year over last. Huge. OMG, OMG man. OMG. Whoa, whoa, did Don Shriver. Hashtag OMG? Like, you bet, man. That's some pretty So talk to growth. me. I mean, I you're you're hashtagging think, think, over here. I mean, this is well, this is a momentous occasion. The hey, bull market listen. should rage from here on out. Oh, OM, hashtag OMG. That's pretty strong. You know, the uh, financial services sector hasn't done well from a performance standpoint. So well, interest rates year. have been low. Hey, why it aren't those big banks rising? <sighs> Pro stock prices rising like crazy. One of the things Dude, that I'm flabbergasted. those big banks, just to come back to it for a second, are increasing dividends dramatically because they've got big earnings. They are rises. they are forecasted to to have huge rises in dividends. We'll talk about that in a second. But look, the banks saved two point eight billion dollars in taxes. And so, you know, people are like, oh, great. So they had a, you know, record profit and 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 revenue. Oh well, you know, it's just because of the tax cuts. Hey, if you took the tax cuts out, right, earnings would have still been up 15% year over year. Is that, like, strong. not good or something? Really strong. This is a sector that everybody has been counting out. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. Man, the banks are doing great. And, um, you know, that's where a lot of big dividends lie. Um, dividend doctor likes this Dude. sector. Dude. I, I'm not the dividend doctor. I didn't even write the book on dividends. You did. Gary Stroik did. And, dude, banks are forecasted in the United States of America to increase dividends by 19.5% this year. European banks are forecasted to raise dividends 12.3%. If you had one to own, would you own an American bank or the European bank, Don? Oh, hey, listen, in Europe, they, they've got negative interest rates. Banks are still, you know, uh, uh, really compromised by the low zero negative interest rates that they've had, which is one of the reasons why that their their earnings aren't growing so much and their revenue isn't growing as nearly as fast. So, you know, I tell you, I, I like the U.S. So, um, uh, from that perspective. Okay, so let's dive into earnings, right? The Bloomberg 500, the largest 500 companies in Europe. If you take financials, so far there are five of 69 banks reporting. So far on the five, earnings are down 63% on those reporting and revenue down 28%. Now, as a counterpart, the S&P 500 with nine of 68, or I'm sorry, 26 of 69, very similar number, uh, of banks here up 31% on earnings and revenue grows up 8%. That's S&P 500. I mean, I don't get it. Why are people talking about Europe? I know they're behind us in the growth cycle, but that's readily apparent when you have negative growth. I mean, they don't even have positive growth. Well, that goes to the negative interest rate comment, you know, the QE that's going on. I don't know how uh, banks compete. You know, European banks don't compete well for uh, 
you know, in this kind of environment, the U.S. banks are way ahead in terms of their competitive posture uh, because we got positive interest rates. People are attracted. They're going to go where their money is treated most favorably. That's in the U.S. in terms of our interest rates for a developed marketplace. So, you know, uh, banks win. U.S. So, banks win, I so, think. So let's take a look broader. So with 45 of 352 companies in the Bloomberg 500 reporting, so it's not quite 500 companies. This is the 500 companies, Euro 500. But this is the Bloomberg Euro 500, right? Earnings are down 24% this quarter. That's Q1, right? And revenue down 1.91% on 45 reporting. Well, Don, I mean... I see a so lot of, get, I'm seeing a lot of red little, on the panel here. Not looking yeah, too they good. they got a little bit less than 10% reporting. Uh, you know, last time I looked, we had about 12%. Well, well it's a little right bit more. It's week. a little bit more than 10% reporting. All right. About the same as what we have. So what, what's, it is. The, what's, what's the counterpoint? What's the Instead of being down, we're up, right? So, 18. so yeah. So 18.6%. Well, here it is. Here, they, Yeah, you're right on fact set. This is Bloomberg, right? So apples to apples here. 91 companies of the 499 reporting, earnings up 25%, up 25%. The green on the screen is real here. And you got revenue growth of 10.17%. I, I just don't get it, man. Why is anybody talking hey. about Europe right now? I hear this oh, a I, lot hey. from people, from advisors. I heard it on CNBC this morning from, um, you know, City was talking about it. The private client group was talking about how they want to put money, you know, to work in Europe. Uh, because So this is a, this, this is a uh, you know, part of the uh, passive index story. You know, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of the way that we think about investing, this is kind of like a little bit of a cancer, you know. So Europe is much cheaper at the index, you know, for the index level stocks. So if you're just going to buy an index, passive index product, you're looking for low cost passive, you can look to Europe and you can buy stuff that's cheaper than the U.S. But, you know, when you are buying stuff that's cheap and there's a good reason why it's cheap, you're making a big mistake. Well, Europe has not been able to recover. They haven't been able to get off the QE, you know, uh, 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 infused Dude, there's, drug. There's only two cycle. sectors that are positive for earnings growth. It's uh, healthcare, shocker there. I mean, people still need healthcare. And telecom, so people reach out and touch someone. I mean, this is this is uh, this is not a, a no brainer here. Everything else is negative across the board from earnings, and there's only a few sectors that have you know single digit you know uh, revenue growth right now. Materials is doing all right. Industrials materials up seven point four three percent. But you look at the United States, materials is up uh, you know six point eight percent. Industrials up seven point five six percent on on uh, hey. on revenue. Hey, listen, you know, sometimes investing looks easy. It's looked easy for the last five years as the index have zoomed higher almost every single day. Well, you know, the market trend changed because the Fed is now raising interest rates. And if you hadn't noticed, we're approaching 3% on the 10-year. Probably going to get there this week. This week, we're going to get there. Everybody's talking about another rate hike because of the strength of the U.S. economy. You know, companies are doing good. Obviously, companies wouldn't be doing this good if the economy wasn't doing well. Bottom line is, this is not an indexing easy I'm going to make money marketplace anymore. No, you want to make money, you better be able to pick stocks. You better be able to find value. 
you know, the tech and momentum trade, the momentum and tech trade still looks good some days. But, you know, if you hadn't noticed, it's been really taking some gas lately. Oh, man. Fang has lost. Fang is taking a bite out of indexing, dude. That's for sure. I think the Fang chipped its tooth. Whoa, that'd be gnarly. But, dude, do you think people need to open up your eyes? You know, hey, that was a great song, by the way. Emerson Hart, Tonic. You know, they're from our our neighborhood, by the way. They're right here from New Jersey. I think he lives in Nashville these days. But it's a good rock song. I mean, I think it's very, uh, you know, uh, it's what people need to do right now when it comes to indexing and knowing what you own. You got to take a look at the underlying fundamentals here. Try and buy low. Sell at a higher point. Collect a dividend. Get paid to wait. This is these are the tenets of investing, after all, right, dividend doc? You bet. Lemmings rush headlong into lemmings. The fray. Lemmings. You know this herd behavior into indexing is going to end badly when the whole cliff yo, shows up yo. and everybody goes over the edge. So and we're really worried about that for investors. Yeah. So we're check not thinking it. lightly of this. Yeah. No kidding, gotta- dude. Jamie Dimon in his letter to the shareholders of J.P. Morgan uh, this past quarter was talking about the nine trillion dollars in mutual funds and ETFs that are in passive index type of products. And and he's like, this could be a huge risk to the market if people's uh, psychology changes about the markets. Right, Don? You bet. Shout out to Jamie Dimon of JP Morgan. I think he's probably the best CEO over the last 10 years. Hashtag OMG. OMG. They're growing like crazy. They're, man, they're, they're going like crazy, job. man. Hey, listen, yeah, and he was he, he was saying his, like, look, his, his newsletter is a good read. It is. He's saying that there's nine trillion dollars, and the liquidity you know, isn't what it index. used to be either, because the right. banks the banks don't have the balance sheet to commit. If if things start sliding the other way, the banks came in in 08, and they tried to bail everybody out, and they got a bad rap for it. He says it right there in the letter. It's a great read. Start reading on page twenty one of the thing. And he says he says the Google banks it. are coming in this time. And you know he's the uh, CEO of the largest bank in the world. He's like, dude, we he can't come, we can't jump in. in we time. can't. They they can't because the they have liquidity requirements. They can't take the, the money and commit it. The regulators took away their ability to support the market. He Hashtag big, OMG. He thinks it's a this big is a big mistake. problem. Oh my! But not oh in my a good God! Way. Not in oh a good way. Goodness. This is bad news oh for the market, goodness. dude. Jeez. Oh my goodness! All right. So look. Um, I'm going to stop right there, man, because I got to cool down a little bit. I think you do, too. So we'll be back. We're going to be talking about dividends and where to invest now because, man, it is forecasted that uh, S&P 500 companies are just going to raise their dividends like bananas this year. So we'll be right back with that. Interested in practice management and market commentary? For our up-to-the-minute take on markets and the economy, follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at WBI Investments. Are you interested in practice management and other insights on how to navigate today's market conditions? We also post regular market commentary on our website, wbiinvestments.com. Yo, and we're back, you know. Uh, so, Don, let's talk dividends, man. You know, uh, so banks in the United States supposed to increase dividends by 19%. Technology companies 19%. For, for, forecasted Whoa. to raise their dividend 12%. By the way, in Europe, they're forecasted to do 4%. You want 3x the dividend increase or, or, or what, man? Come on. I'm, so, I'm sorry I'm beating a little bit up on the, on, on the European situation. I just it's got a little fired X, up about man. that. But uh, 5X. no, it's, it's three, three, Ooh, three X, X man. OMG. 
Okay, calm down on the hashtags, dude. You know, you're like one of those people who hashtag everything now. Soon we're going to be hashtag dividends, hashtag markets, hashtag market rally, hashtag invest all your money here. No, I meant, jeez, you can't say that. So Bloomberg last week, man, that was a nice spot on the uh, ETF program. Yeah, well, well, shout out to, you know, Eric Balchunas and uh, Scarlett Foo for having me on uh, ETF IQ. We were talking about dividends. We're talking about dividends. So, Don, dude, let's talk about more about dividends. It's forecasted that S&P 500 companies across the board are going to raise their dividend by 8% this year. You think that's good for investors? I think it's good. I mean, I like a raise. Think about this. How many people got an 8% raise last year? Not that many in the United States. Dude, eight percent's pretty good. I like I'll that. I take eight percent. I think everybody else I think everybody else in the room here are taking eight percent increase too, man. So, hey, what do you think about the impact of rising rates on dividends, Don? Well, I don't I, I think that, you know, the so far the Should rising rates. Should we be rates, worrying about that right now or not? Yeah, you you always have to worry about it with specific sectors that don't have the combination of a higher dividend payout and enough money. After they pay the dividend, so they're paying out too much of their profit. So, so you and like utilities and telecom, right? And the companies grow slower, and so those companies tend to be more interest rate sensitive. Their dividend, by comparison to rising interest rates, is all you get. But you can find great stocks, and and they're in the bottom bottom three in terms of forecasted dividend increases. But you know, it is what it is, man. It, you you got to diversify. You got to find those companies that have great fundamentals. And uh, that's what we try and do around here. We're just talking about financial services. Would you rather buy utilities and and telecom, which are forecasting lower? Um, and, and they're part of the index, right? They got their weight in the index. But I'd rather overweight like the financial services sector or tech, which is also a high growth sector in terms of revenue. And they're going to increase their dividends because they've got all this repatriated capital. But but you know what? Uh, companies are forecasted if they don't plow it into the dividend, uh, share buybacks. It, it, you know, as Don was uh, indicating last season, and maybe even earlier this season. I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to the tape here. But share buybacks are also expected to increase in the United States to eight hundred billion dollars this year from $530 billion uh, last year. That's a 60% increase. That's going to provide some support for the market. You know, even with investors getting a little bit of a negative overtone in their expectations. By the way, that's almost a for double. The bad news, man, I'm telling you, companies are coming into the market, buying back their shares, and this should provide some support for the market. Yeah, you know, I, I was wondering, uh, like, on these buy the dips. Where's my bull market? Yeah, where's my bull market? You know, like today, for example, you see tech rallying again. Well, this could be big companies buying back some shares. Isn't that about right, Don? You bet. Isn't, All right. I mean, they're talking about lots of money. That's the most. I've seen that the last few days, last few weeks. You're like, why? You know, the market got, you know, trounced last week. And then all of a sudden, it looks like growth is getting bought back up, which would be tech companies. Companies buying back their own stock. Gotcha. Get in line. Investors, get in line. So look, man, so you would favor here, right, uh, uh, in ETFs, a smart beta or active approach right now, wouldn't you, wouldn't you, Don? 
I would. So, you know, the passive doesn't give you an opportunity to select, you know, from the best stocks. One of the great things that's happened over the last 10 or so years is with the advent of smart beta, which is using factors like price to earnings or price to sales or price to cash flow, okay. momentum, so low let me, volatility. So let me These jump in factors, there. So to, right? to identify value, Don, what, what do you think is the most powerful metric you know, level playing field metric to identify value quickly across the landscape of investable opportunities in stocks. So, so with value, you want to have a stock, right, that is underappreciated by the market. Its price is not reflecting the quality of their growth trend, right? In so their you earnings. want to buy right. So its PE is probably the widest most often used indicator of whether a stock is trading expensive or it's trading cheap as a value. But the couple of other things that I think that are really important is to combine one factor is not enough. You got to combine factors to make up a more powerful security selection model. Yeah, because you just don't want to buy garbage. You could buy low PE stuff, right, Don? And it it doesn't have good, you know, earnings momentum or cash flow or those type of things. You just buy a low PE stock and it gets to be a lower PE stock, right? You bet. And, you know, companies can adjust their earnings. So you have to be careful to use some other factors that are not easily adjusted. So sales or revenue is another factor that gives you an idea of how fast the company is growing relative to its peers. So price to sales is another factor we use. Now, so in in WBIY, which is our high dividend ETF, we combine price to earnings and price to sales. But the the one factor I think is the best and most powerful is price to cash flow. So what you're looking at here is the operating cash flow of the company relative to its price, and you're comparing that against its peers. And if the company has good cash flow growth, then this company is probably a pretty good buy. Okay, so- And it's also something that can't be adjusted easily. So talk to me, Don. What's the underlying like? How many stocks does this this particular strategy own? You were just talking about the this is smart beta ETF you're talking about, right? So this is a, this is multi factor smart beta. Okay. So single factor smart beta, like you know capitalization weighting versus equal weighting. I think that's fairly common. Weak. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weak. one one factor. We can. Or beta. in terms of one factor, you're you're getting a little bit different beta exposure to the market. So what ticker were you talking here? It's not here? refined enough. One of the great things about this approach to multi-factor is you're using a similar approach that we as an active manager have been using for the last 30 plus years to select the best dividend paying stocks. And you're as an active manager, you're putting it into a smart beta wrapper. That's awesome. Okay, so... So this the the strategy you were just talking about. What was the ticker on that again? I didn't catch that, and I think other people out there want to catch it too. The ticker is W B I Y Y for yield. Okay, maybe this is the top. And what's the what's like the how many stocks does this thing own? So it has the top fifty U.S. domestic common equity, high quality dividend payers. We make sure that the fundamentals are strong through this factor model. Okay, that's what you're trying we, to do. And okay. then we select. The ones that have the highest dividends. The so low PE. Dividend payers. Good price to sales. Good cash flow. You want to make sure they're going to pay their dividend. It's 50 stocks. Um, and, and is this just U.S. large cap? Like, this is both. This is, this is why, why only large cap? You'd want to include 
small and mid-cap companies in the U.S. Why? Why would also, you do that? Why would you do small and mid-cap when everybody small wants and mid, small cap. and mid-cap stocks over time? Have outperformed large cap dramatically. Okay, haven't performed out outperformed. And aren't the yields pretty juicy there on some of those stocks you too? You can find some really great yields in small and mid-sized companies. You want to pair that with the best large cap companies. And this is not active. It's 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 it doesn't have the ability to like move all the cash or anything like that. This is this is smart beta. It's fully invested, and in I would assume it rebalances. It does. It rebalances every single quarter. One of the interesting things about smart beta is when you have the right factor model, especially with dividend paying stocks, you know, it tends to have a lower volatility bias. And, um, you know, based on historical trends, uh, dividends tend to dividend paying stocks tend to come back very quickly um, in a bear market from a bear market trend, because that's where people go with the. Capital yeah, I mean, you, you buy low. And, and obviously, you're always trying to sell at a higher point, but you buy low and you get paid to wait, right? You bet. And That's the philosophy w here. WBIY, which is WBI's uh, Power Factor High Dividend ETF, is WBIY, um, has a pretty low PE relative to the uh, market. You know, the yep. trailing PE, I think, is about 25. Trailing PE on WBIY is about 14. Yep. Yeah, so uh, that's that's pretty strong. That that's what we call probably deep value, I would imagine. So um, anyway, uh, Don, um, I, I really like the the sound of uh, what you what you're talking about here. Uh, what what other uh, helpful hints can you give to investors right now in you know a time when there's a little uncertainty here with the markets? So you know, I'm I'm a, a cautiously optimistic bull today. I think that the today. Uh, it, yeah, today. What about tomorrow? We'll see. You're not so sure? <laughs> what's your, we'll see. What's your best guess? Well, I think the markets are going to hold together. We're probably going to get another uh, significant run to the upside before the markets really do get into trouble. I think if they're going to get into trouble sometime in 2019, I think that 2018 is going to be, you know, a, generally a move higher. We'll see if investors appreciate the uh, tremendous fundamental trends that we have, and we get a cessation of some of the geopolitical overhang Ooh. that is scaring investors right now and causing markets to go down. You know, if we get uh, trade, uh, all right, you know, good trade policy without trade wars, and we get through midterms, the markets could do well. Okay. That sounds good to me. Now, everybody, if you've been listening to Bull Bear Radio, check us out. You know, we're on iTunes. We're Google Play. We're all over LinkedIn. We're on your Twitter. You know, follow us, love us, like us, you know, do whatever you got to do. Find us somewhere. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, you don't have to love us or like us, but, you know. Um, Tell your friends. We're out there. Let's, let's grow the community here. And by the way, tonight hug your bull teddy bear because you know we like when people make money so uh we're not hugging the bear yet let's let's keep hugging that bull dude where's my bull market i mean we should be getting one with these phenomenal earnings um but hey we'll see what happens right don you bet all right all right it's the dividend doctor we're out uh have a great 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 rest of the weekend and we'll and we'll uh we'll be back at you next week this is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. 
WBIY's investment objective seeks to provide investment results that correspond to the price and yield before fees and expenses of the Selective Power Factor High Dividend Index. The index is designed to select securities from the Selective U.S. Broad Market Index that exhibit above average yield and fundamental value characteristics. The fund is passively managed and does not seek temporary defensive positions when markets decline or appear overvalued. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stock discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly in this podcast, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all the time and there's always a possibility of loss. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or from any other investment professional. To the extent that you have any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issue discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or the professional advisor of your choosing. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Information pertaining to WBI's advisory operations services and fees is set forth in WBI's disclosure statement in Part 2A of Form 80B, a copy of which is available upon request. Don Schreiber Jr. is founder and CEO of the Funds Subadvisor. Matt Schreiber is President and Chief Investment Strategist of the Funds Subadvisor. Although a company may pay a dividend, prices of equity securities, including those that pay dividends, fluctuate. Investing on the basis of dividends alone may cause an investor to buy or sell certain securities when circumstances may or may not be favorable. An investment in the fund is subject to risk, including possible loss of principal, and should not be considered a complete investment program. Investors should be willing to accept a degree of volatility in the price of shares. Companies with high dividend yields are often sensitive to changes in interest rates. Interest rates may go up, resulting in a decrease in the value of the securities held by the fund. Investors should consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses carefully before investing. For prospectus and summary prospectus, visit WBIShares.com or call 1-800-772-5810. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Foresight Fund Services Distributor. Bloomberg screens referenced in this episode are as of April 23, 2018.